Rugrats is the show where I learned that dogs see in black and white. Yeah, me too. They also taught me about, you know, like Passover and Christmas and Kwanzaa and stuff. Rugrats was lit. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on episode 62 of Cup of Joes. I am your host, Joe Brown, joined by my best friend, Joe Perry. And, and Joe, I it hasn't been that long since I've talked to you. I'm excited to talk to you again. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a little hot. A little, the, the temp, it's like September gets hot and cold, like, by the hour. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel you. I don't know. Maybe in... In North Carolina, maybe it's just hot still, but here in Jersey, it's like, you know, like I woke up at 11 and I was, I was, I was a little chilly and, you know, like when I woke up and then like 2 PM hit and then I was just like sweating. I was like, whoa, what, what happened here, guys? It's, it's 88 degrees here right now. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty warm here. Yeah. I'm looking up, I'm looking up how hot it is. It's 82 in New Jersey. It's still pretty hot there. So I'm not going to lie. I'm sa- that's what I'm saying. I'm hot. You're hot. You're always hot, though, Joe Brown. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Joe. It does snow in North Carolina. I've seen that in movies. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll let you know. Okay. Well, as we will be excited to see the winter, but first we have to get through the fall, and we're going to talk about the fall video game release lineup as well. What do you think of that? That was a that was a cool tease I had there, Joe. Yeah, it was, Joe Brown. <laughs> Okay, anywho, so that's going to be later on the show. We'll talk about exciting okay. exciting <laughs> games, we're, uh, games we're excited for that are coming out this fall. I don't know why Joe is giggling so hard over there. I wasn't trying to start talking. I know that's not our first topic, Joe. I was no, giving no, I a thought, tease. I, was, I thought I was like sitting here and you started saying it. I was like, well, I guess we're changing the schedule. <laughs> no, you got to have faith in me. you gotta, you got to have faith that I know what I'm doing. I know most of the time I don't. But I need at least you, one of us to believe that I know what I'm doing. You are a slippery person sometimes, Joseph. You, <laughs> you go off the rails and I don't know what you're doing sometimes. <laughs> Just um, have faith. Just have faith. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, before we get started, I got another would you rather, Joe Brown. Oh, this geez, is, okay. This is, a, this, is a, this is a normal one. Nothing too crazy. Um, would you rather have waffles or pancakes? Oh, that's a nice, delightful question. I'm a bigger waffle guy, and I know people are probably going to kill me for it, like including my own mom, who loves pancakes. She swears about pancakes and can't stand waffles. I don't understand. They're definitely related. They're like cousins, if not closer. But I'm a waffle guy. What about you? Uh, I would like to say here on Cup of Joe's, um, we are waffle positive here. We are the yes! waffle crew. Yes. Oh, they've got God. Not only are they delicious, but they have abs and pockets to put syrup in. So I don't understand. I know. Yeah, the the little syrup pockets they they make a difference. Uh, They do make a difference. You could put like you could throw some cinnamon on it too. Oof. Oof. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. Speaking speaking of cinnamon, um, let's talk about this game that you play. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, so I just, uh, I'm going to review this uh, Cinnamon Simulator 2021 uh, game that Joe is isn't, talking about. Isn't there a character named Cinnamon in the game? No. What? Are you I looking? Just took a sh- no, I took a shot in the dark, was hoping oh, that you'd God. see us. 
There is a ferret named, uh, I think his name's Butter. That's Perfect. A, that's a food. L- linked it. Not only can you put cinnamon on your waffles, you can put Butter, which is the name of a character in this game. Joe Brown, okay. Dark Deity. Tell cool. me about it. Yes. So we are finally getting around to reviewing Dark Deity, uh, which was an indie game made by Freedom Games. It was a Kickstarter as well. Um, for anyone who didn't know, like when the game was in the the pre-launch and then like current it launched at e3 and i was very excited to play it and i like i dove right in then life kind of got in the way and i didn't beat like the last two or three chapters for about two months (laughs) like i was i I don't know if you ever play games like that where you're just hardcore into it and then it takes forever to actually beat it um but that was me with dark deity so we're finally getting around to talking about it which was when we talked at E3, Joe, it was one of my most anticipated games that we saw at a- at E3 because I was so excited. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, Dark Deity is a tactical RPG. It's an indie game. It's kind. It's I won't say kind of. It is essentially like a Fire Emblem. Like the creators were inspired by Fire Emblem, and like they gave out free copies for reviews to Fire Emblem content creators to play it as well. So they definitely understood the audience that was going to be interested in playing this game. So, Joe, I don't know if you've ever played Fire Emblem or, like, XCOM or Final Fantasy Tactics, like those tactical role-playing games. Do you have any experience, or am I just, like, talking oh, yeah. into the void now? I played I played um, XCOM's, like, newer stuff, like uh, XCOM 2, I believe. Okay. Um, but not, not in the sense of the way... Well, I guess it's the same thing. It's just a different um, look. Right, it's, this, it's that, guns instead of swords and axes. Uh, and, I, w- I was saying this is like very, um, what is it? Maybe very like '90s, early 2000s looking <laughs> graphics wise mm-hmm. with the map. So like, I don't know. XCOM is more of like the three dimensional thing that I was looking at, where this yeah. is more of like the the 2D. But I'm sure they're the exact same thing. Yeah, it's the 2D, like, I think a lot of inspiration was from the GBA era of Fire game, Fire Emblem games, which a lot of people, I, I don't want to, I don't wanna, a lot of people say is, like, kind of a, a golden era, like, it's what wants, like, that's when you had, you know, uh, Roy with Smash, with Melee, and then, you know, they actually had F- F- FE7, which is, like, a lot of people's first games that they played in the series, because that was the first one in the West, so, like, there is definitely some nostalgia baked into this game from that late 90s, early 2000 era of, um, of, of Fire Emblem games, so I think you're, mm-hmm. that's a fair comparison from you, but I, I thoroughly, like, just saying it up front, I thoroughly enjoyed and loved playing Dark Deity. I know a lot of people have different feelings, pros and cons on it. Like, I don't think the excuse of, oh, well, they're indie dev means that, like, any negative, you can't, it doesn't hold up. Like, I think you can still cr- negatively critique an indie game. Uh, obviously, maybe you give them a little more wiggle room than, like, a, you know, a full AAA big $100 million game. Uh, but there, there are definitely some issues. I know playing at launch, like me and my friend Ted, when we were playing like right away, there was a new patch literally every day for like the first six days after launch of fixing huge game breaking bugs. Like you just had characters, like if you tried to move them from one square to another, like they just were untargetable. And then like you couldn't move and you couldn't, you could like put another person on top of the square that the player, that the character was frozen on. And like, it was just messed up. There were some games, some chapters were like you beat it and the game was just 
would just freeze. Like you just couldn't save, like you beat the chapter, but you couldn't continue through the game. So you had to play through the whole chapter again and stuff. So there were definitely some growing pains with dark deity the first couple of weeks, but for what it is now, I think like I beat it last week. Finally, those last couple chapters. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think I only had one issue, uh, like one minor glitch where, a care I couldn't move a character. It ended up not mattering because I was just moving him to like end the turn anyway. So I just clicked end turn. Um, but for the most part, all those glitches are away. But what's great about Dark Deity is it's like Fire Emblem, and Joe, you know I love Fire Emblem. But it still is unique and different on some really interesting game design choices. So the the first thing is. Joe, I'm sure you're familiar with Permadeath with XCOM and Fire Emblem and these types of games where if a character runs out of HP, they die forever for the rest of the game, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Dark Deity, there is no permadeath. If your character runs out of HP, they don't die. They just permanently lose a stat. So what happens in most Fire Emblem games, especially uh, if you don't, like, you'll just reset. Like, let's say you're playing Fire Emblem Awakening and, you know, a character you like dies. You're just gonna like reset your your 3ds and just restart that chapter because you don't want that guy to die. So what Dark Deity does, which is really smart, is like let's say I had I had this really strong character. Her name was Bianca. She was literally a god. Like I would put her on half the map, and then I would have all all my other characters cover the other half of the half of the map. And a lot of times she would get like a random crit or something that killed her. And so I didn't just lose my best character. She would die, and then she, like, permanently lost, like, minus one speed or minus two defense or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that way you still got punished for playing recklessly, so you still have to be tactical about your decisions. You still have to try to play safe, and you don't want anyone to get uh, to get injured. But it gives you more wiggle room than in Fire Emblem, where it's like, oh, this character that I rely on died while well, I just have to reset the chapter. Like, there were many times... That I had a character who, who, uh, who got knocked out of the battle, and I was like, "Oh, damn! Like they lost, they lost three speed, but I'm literally one turn away from beating this chapter." So, like, that gave some interesting decisions the player had to make to decide, like, "Are you going to continue? Are you going to continue on because you're so close to beating it, or are you going to waste your time and reset?" Because it's not like Bianca died anyway, so I could still use her the next chapter, right? Yeah. Um, so that, that I think is the biggest difference between Fire Emblem and Dark Deity, and I love it. Like, I actually hope f- future Fire Emblem games actually implement that game mechanic over the permadeath. Because I am one of those players that will reset, even for characters I don't care about in Fire Emblem. I will reset anytime somebody dies. Um, so... That's fair. There are 30 characters overall in Dark Deity. You play as Irving. He's this, like, red-headed guy, like, generic protagonist. I don't know if he's inspired by Roy, because Roy also has red hair or not. Maybe it's just a, a, a nice coincidence, nice dink that they're both red-headed. Um, and Roy was in that GBA era of games that they're emulating. But uh, Irving, and he has, like, these close-knit friends uh, that you go on an adventure and you're trying to, you know, generically stuff like the kingdom is has a evil ruler and you need to overthrow the ruler and yada, 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 you know, g- generic fantasy storyline stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I like, I don't think the story's bad. I think it's definitely like, it's kind of just there to get you from 
chapter one to two to three to four like it's like it needs to be there because we have to get you from this tree map to this desert map next and we have to like write a story as to how you got there you know what i mean yeah uh so like i don't think the story is as memorable as some other tactical or just in general rpg games that i play which i play a lot of uh, but the, I think for the most part, all of the characters are extremely likable. They're sturdy, playable characters. <sighs> Off the top of my head, maybe I'd say like 26 or 27 of the characters I actually liked. Like I enjoyed their character. You can only end up using 14 slots per chapter, which is one of the downfalls of no permadeath is you're literally not by the end by late game. You're literally using less than half of your available army because in fire emblem, like you'd have characters die. So you'd have to use backup characters, but here you don't have that issue, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say maybe 26 or 27 of the characters I ended up liking, uh, how, so, you know, in a lot of RPGs, you have upgrade systems and, like, uh, when you get level 10, you promote into a higher class. And so you can... what the, This game's replayability is, like, through the roof. Because every character has four uh, promoted classes they can choose from. Like, they're, like, semi-related. Like, if you're a magic user, you can either be, like, a healer or, like, a big mage or, you know, kind of like a conjurer. Like, they're all magic-related. It's not like you're a magic user and then you promote and then you're, like, an axe user the next time around, you know? Um, so every, all 30 characters have four promoted classes at level 10. And then at level 30, you promote again into another, uh, another promoted class. And you could choose any, any branch of promotion. Like, so the replayability of this game of Irving, it's like, all right, I made him a knight and then I made him a cavalier or whatever. And then I made him, you know, whatever on the, on the fourth promotion, like, or third promotion, technically. The fourth stage, I should say. Like, the next time around, I could go a completely different route on my Irving. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can do a different, like, build setup type deal. With, right? right, and you <clears throat> do that with all 30 characters. So there's no... It's kind of overwhelming, honestly, <laughs> at first when you get a character and it's like, oh, I already have two bow knights who are on horseback. And then this other lady came in and she's also an archer. It's like, well, do I just make her a regular archer? Because then I'd have, th you know, I don't want to have three cav archers. Like, so I did. And like the mages are all overlapping a lot of the classes. So I didn't want to just, um, have everybody be the same type of mage class. So since it was my first time, I'm not trying to play optimally. I just tried to spread all the different uh, archetypes around and stuff. And every character that joins, it's not like there. there's no character. Like, even late game characters you get with maybe five or six chapters left, you can still chain, you still decide what their trait, or what their uh, class is. Like, even if they're over the class... Um, level cap like so when you when you're level 10 you you promote to the next class if you get a character that joins at level 16 or something it does they don't have a predetermined class from level 10 they don't get a class until you choose it when they join yeah so i love that part of the game it was, it was definitely hard to manage but it was really cool having every character felt like my own which was like different 
So like me and Ted, like, when I said we were playing together, there's this guy Benji who's like really dumb and like that's his whole trait. Is he like he he talks like you know Benji does this like he's a stupid guy, but he crits mm-hmm. like crazy. And so oh, wow. Ted had his Benji was all in on crits and stuff. Like he went, I don't know if he went Berserker, I forget what the class is called, but it was like the more tiles you move per turn, the higher your crit rate is on attack. And I went with like a defender Benji class, so he wasn't critting as much. So right away, I kind of dropped Benji after like two or three chapters. Oh, this guy sucks. And Ted was like, oh, Benji's actually my best character. He literally crits half the half the chapter and he does the most damage. So there's cool interactions you have with your friends how... Like, Bianca was my best character, but I don't even know if he used it. And Benji was trash for me, but Benji was Ted's best character. A lot of fun stuff with that. And then the other big thing I'll say is the character design, Joe. Like, if you're looking at photos on Steam or on on Google or whatever, the art in this game is beautiful. Like, yes, the actual maps of the game are very basic, very indie, like, RPG maker, whatever, simple. But the character design art is phenomenal in this game for a 2d game for an indie game like this like these characters are gorgeously drawn and like every piece of hair like i'm my boy ford he has a big beard he's like a big drinker owns a boat like i'm like oh man i love him like you know all these different characters like they're these are some of the like coolest uh like i don't know art style or i don't know those terms but like all of the characters look really cool and they fit their, you know, their aesthetics for this fantasy world. I think that's the biggest like pro I have for this game is the characters all look amazing. Yeah, it kind of reminds me like the art style reminds me of that game Pry or yeah, I think it's Pry. I don't know, I'm not familiar not with Pry. it. It's P Y R E. I don't I can't Oh, Pyre? It's not, it's not Pyre, not yeah, Pry. The yeah, super sorry. giant. Yeah. Yeah, it looks it looks similar to that the art style like the people talking not the maps and such and then it has like a different kind of like drop down of what the actual gameplay looks like but it, it looks like that and the like the what is it the art that you're talking about does look very nice um the characters look really well drawn there's like a lot of like love and care went into the game um <clears throat> as do most indie games i find a yeah. lot of love and care goes into them and like it looks like a really good game for the people who are interested in these kind of top-down RPG uh, strategy-type <clears throat> games. Um, there's a guy playing it that I'm watching a little bit right now, and it looks very uh, fun and interesting if you're really into that type of like style of pl- of gameplay. Yeah, like I can't I can't mention I can't like talk enough about how good the character design is in this game. Like there's like. There's like 10 different girls that could be best girl. You know, you got a lot to choose from. And and obviously that's important in Fire Emblem games too. There is no... This is kind of... There is no romance per se option. Like in more recent Fire Emblem games, you can marry somebody. Or like in Fates and Awakening, you could have a kid with somebody and and stuff. Uh, But in Dark Deity, there is no romance. Like Irving doesn't... There are supports for the characters, and they grow and like each other over time, but there's no S-rank support that, like, Irving marries X or something like that, where you choose. So, supports are kind of just superfluous in the background. Like, they don't even give you combat stats, which I found frustrating when I found that out. Like, there were certain characters I was just keeping in 
my party because of the they were supporting another stronger character and then i found out that supports don't even give combat stats like they don't give you plus two speed or plus two attack or anything like they would yeah. in fire emblem so that was frustrating i felt like i wasted a couple chapters with characters i wasn't planning on using just for the support um yeah but then they do have some they do have some characters, so there's no romance in the game. There's no Irving Mary's ex, because you could technically play through the game without Irving if you want. It's not like you have to play as Martha, you have to play as Roy, and they, or you have to play as Lynn, and they come every chapter. Like, you could bench Irving. Like, Ted benched his Irving, and I still played with mine. Um, but, so there is no definitive romance options, but there are characters through supports that end up with other characters in the end, which I found kind of, like, fr- I don't want to say frustrating, but, like, unfair. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because it's like, well, you're telling me that romance doesn't matter, so I should choose my effective, my 14 most effective units to field every map. But then it does matter because story-wise, I'm happier that this character that I like ends up with somebody that they like. But I didn't choose that if I didn't feel those two characters together in the same maps. You, like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I get what you're saying. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry for coughing. So it's it's kind of frustrating that, uh, especially if there was like, oh, well, if I was in control, because in the Fire Emblem games, you could marry off, uh, at least in the 3D, the Fates and Awakening, you could marry off who you wanted to, not just uh, Robin or Corrin. Like, you can marry... That like Frederick and Cordelia are like you got to control everybody who they were making babies with, but in this one, like I like yeah I can't make sure Irving marries this person, but like I also couldn't choose who Bianca ended up dating, like you know like so that was kind of frustrating. Or um, who was it? Hold on, I have the character list up right now. Uh, like Monroe, like I couldn't make him try to have like a weird relationship with another character. But the so the game doesn't want me to care about relationships, but it does care about specific relationships if those characters are on the battlefield building support together, like which felt, which I found kind of frustrating. Uh, and then the other like the other huge downfall I don't want to say huge it's it's minor but it was huge to me is there's this character his name is Faust F A U S T I have no idea I love Dark Deity I'm not like. He literally, like, made me hate the game at some points. His character is dreadful. I don't know if he's a self-insert from the developers who are, like, trying to make a joke or something. Like, apparently people say he's parodying an isekai, which is, like, the Japanese anime where people fall into fantasy worlds and stuff or video game worlds. Um, so they're saying Faust is a real-life human being that's been isekai'd into the Dark Deity world, and that's why he talks so differently. Like, one of his supports with the girl who has the ferret, Sophia, who I loved, um, he tries to teach her about microtransactions and going to, like, the like the microtransaction store and stuff like this. It's just, It's just so annoying. Like, it takes you out of the element of the fantasy world you're in talking about how Mm. great microtransactions are and then so um sorry i'm coughing the uh characters whenever you start a a chapter this is all like fire emblem everything like you click on a character and they have like a a canned like line like their personality the voice actors say something like so in like uh fire emblem echoes like jenny you click on she's like i'm ready to roll you know something positive i'm ready to roll show you her (laughs) she has like a positive personality and stuff 
And so yeah. other characters reporting for duty or I'll do my best or, you know, stuff like that. But Faust, he doesn't, he goes, stop poking me. Like he breaks the immersion that he's not doing something <laughs> for the character. He's being clicked by the mouse. And he does, uh, he has like three or four lines that he's just breaking immersion on. Like it was stop poking me or the microgen. Like it's just, yeah, I, he was truly infuriating. Like out of all the, all the 30 characters you can play, like, and of course he's an absolute monster, which is why I think he's, he might be a self insert because he's a, like a mage who heals and does like, and doubles everybody. So he's super fast and he does like crazy amounts of damage. And he's one of the last characters that you get in the game. So, like, I truly hated his character, and I had to use him because he was so busted. Like, like, I was actually putting myself at a disadvantage if I wasn't using such a strong unit that I despised. So, if I'm understanding this correctly, you hated his personality, but you loved his body. No, I didn't love his body. Why? He was busted. He was good. Right, but I what I'm saying is because people build connections with characters in these RPGs... I, if I could have, I felt like I had to use him because he was so strong of a character, of, of a unit, like with his, like stat wise, he was so strong. I would, I would have preferred to not use him, but I would have been putting myself at like a tactical disadvantage trying to beat the game by not using him. Gotcha. Okay. So I, was, the, I was making the joke that his body was his power because you, you had to use him because he was so good. That yeah. was that was the joke. I'm sorry, I'm just not happy about uh, <laughs> about him. Uh, so like the the what was cool because I've been following the game on Twitter for a while. They actually had open casting for voice actors. Like they just had people submit like anywhere on the internet, and they put them in like a Google spreadsheet or something. People who did voiceover and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually had some friends who auditioned for it. I don't think any of them got it, but like I sent it around to them and thought it was cool. And the voice acting is really cool. Like, yeah, it's like, it's not fully voice acted. Like there's no cut scenes or they, they talk out the whole thing. They'll just be like, oh, or no way, or we can do this. But it's like a two sentence long sentence. You know what I mean? Like just the little sound bites they do. Uh, but everybody's like crit uh, voice voiceovers are really cool. Like, yeah. Overall, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm I'm drowning too long too long on this, so I'll stop. But I thoroughly enjoyed Dark Deity. It is not Fire Emblem. I don't think it's fair to say it's it's trash because it's not as uh, it's not Fire Emblem. Like they do some things differently with their with their math, with their with their statistics, like with the categories, with the level ups. Like it's it is not exactly Fire Emblem. And I don't think that should be held against it, that it's not exactly the thing that it's trying to, to, it was inspired by, because then if it was, then you should just play Fire Emblem anyway. Like, it adds new game design that I really enjoy. It adds new characters and art design and character design that I enjoy. The story is kind of there because it has to be and not really relevant. I like the maps. Overall, I love Dark Deity. You heard it here, folks. Joe Brown approves of the Dark Deity video game. Okay. So you, should, you guys should go also go check it out, because apparently this game looks really cool, and I kind of want to play it, but I don't know if I can handle it. I can help um, you. 
there's actually yeah. and there's so much and the other replayability thing i'll just mention so there's like easy normal harm mode right like a normal game has right. but each you can actually customize even more so you can customize um unit order where like so your first couple units are irving garrick Mar- uh, marin and alton they're they're irving's friends that they went to school to, together with and they're going on this journey but like Faust is one of the last characters. You could randomize the character order, and Faust might be like the third character you get in the game. You know what I mean? Or like a, yeah. a super late or early game character doesn't show up till your thirtieth slot. Like so, there's that. You can randomize level ups. Like you can make it so that your characters all have a hundred percent chance of gaining speed, or you could have it that your characters gain zero percent chance of any category. So you make it really hard on yourself on level. You're not getting good level ups and stuff. Like, the, dude, the replayability of this game is phenomenal, and it's coming to Switch. They just announced, I think, last week. Uh, that it's going to be coming to Switch soon. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. We're gonna we're gonna get on Switch, everybody. Get we get on Switch. I'll help Dang. you through. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what characters to use because some of these characters right. are just busted, Joe. Busted. Well, <clears throat> if it's coming to Switch, you know what else we can do? What's that, Joe? We can um, talk about and look into all the possible new coming Switch games that are coming to Switch by... I'm lost in these words. Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color games are coming to Switch. No, 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 no. Only... So that's the thing. That's what I was going to talk about. It's Game Boy and Game Boy oh, Color games are reportedly coming to Switch. There we go. So we're going to get all them oldies coming in. Let's see. Let's see what this article says that I have right here from Game Informer. Um, with over a hundred games already on the Nintendo Switch library, consists of the NES and SNES favorites through the years. The additional Game Boy titles just makes the service that much sweeter. So it's coming on. It's coming for free. It, well, the, it's uh, the Nintendo Switch Online, so not yeah, free you, technically. But. If, if you have that, then you have it, pretty yeah. much. And let's see, is there a date of when this is happening, or is this still? It's just coming soon. No, it doesn't. As of recording, there isn't a date yet. This article by Liana Rupert on Game Informer talks about that it is. It was stated in this. Uh, was it in, in a recent report from good folks over at Eurogamer and Inside Sources confirmed to the site that this era of gaming is finally making it onto Nintendo Switch Online library. This report follows hot on the heels of a podcast earlier this week that claimed the same. When Game Informer reached out to our sources, we were simply told they were quote on the way. Though no date was offered, so I think that's I think it also makes sense too, right? Like it's just free free money. Like you could just put put those games on there, and then maybe it'll get more people to get Nintendo Switch Online. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Now, what now, do you think about the fact that it's Game Boy and Game Boy Color are coming to Switch? Because I think a lot of people would be more excited if it was the Game Boy Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games. Because GBA was a pretty good a pretty good handheld. Had a lot of good games that people would love to play on Switch. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good, pretty good era of video games on that. Um, but you got to start... <laughs> I, you got to start at the Game Boy and Game Boy Color... Because maybe after we do the Game Boy and Game Boy Color, we might move to N64. How cool would that be to play Banjo-Kazooie on the Switch again? That, that would be cool. would be pretty cool, I would hope. 
I hope one day they'll give us N64 and GameCube and stuff on Nintendo Switch Online, but they're just not one, available. One can dream, but we could get there. We could get there. I now, just feel like a lot. Go ahead. Do you think this? Do you think this shuts down? So you know, like for years now, everyone's saying, "Oh, Switch Pro is coming," and it's just, it's so common that we all know it's coming, but it hasn't been said or whatever. Um, and for years, the same thing is we're going to get a Game Boy, um, what was it, the collector's edition thing that we got with the, the NES and the SNES. Remember those a couple years ago? Yeah, I don't think we're going to get a Game Boy. I don't think we're going to get a Game I, yeah, Boy. I, I would say that this pretty much like deconfirms these this theory that people have had for three years, that we're going to be getting the Game Boy Classic. I, I think that's just a waste, though. Like, why would you... Like, I can... I can imagine doing the NES and the um, and the SNES, but I can't think of it. It's like, oh, look, we made a Game Boy that's got all your games on it. It's like, no, no, no. Here's the Switch with all the Game Boy games on it. Like, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. They they even have the SNES and the S the uh, the NS. The, <laughs> you, oh you'll you'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> the NES and the SNES stuff on the switch now i think those are just like collector's items and i think the game boy one would just be a waste of which i I have common resources and i have not opened either of those boxes yeah now we just need the n64 classic oh my god i can't i think the world would explode if we got if we got n64 games on switch joe oh my god that would be crazy. Now, are there any Game Boy like obviously besides Pokemon for me? Like, are there any Game Boy think games that you could think of? Not GBA, just Game Boy that you'd be like, oh, when this drops on Switch Online, I'm playing it right away. That's the thing. I can't really remember anything other than Game Boy at the moment. What was the? Uh, I know that they had like those two Zelda games that were like um... the Oracle games. Yeah, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. Those are fun. That would be cool. Um, Other Game Boy games that I play, I can't even remember. I can't remember more of like the Game Boy Advance games. I can't even remember a lot of Game Boy Color games. That's what's so sad. Is like if there's GBA, we'd get like the Mega Man Battle Network games or like Fire Emblem and so many cool things on GBA. The only thing, what's the Mario game? It was Super Mario Land 2 and the six golden coins or something, I think. That was a Game Boy game. You know that one? Um, it's Super Mario Land, yeah. Yeah, where he's in space it, oh. at one point, and he like has those like flutter yeah. flight ones. I love that game as a kid. So the I, six I would golden play, coins. Yeah, so I would yeah. play that one if this came, but like... I, I played Wario Land. Wario Land was a good game. Wario Land was a great game. Yes, that was a fun and, one. Then we have Donkey Kong Country. Um, we have Donkey Kong Land. Don't know what that is. Um, I have now resourced the internet to tell me what. Oh, we have Pokemon Pinball. Ooh. Oh. Pokemon the TCG, Pokemon. the original trading card game on Game Boy. Yeah, I was just about to say that. And then what else we got? What else we got? We got a lot of Kirby games. Kirby is great, especially on handheld. Um, Let's see if I'm coming up with any other ones here. Hold on. Uh, I think that's 
about oh we got mario golf i forgot about mario golf and then there was also a mario tennis game too um i did forget about those but like they remaking the pokemon games would be silly because they've already remade them um it would be really cool to have red blue and yellow on the switch though that would actually be it it would that would be pretty baller joe but I have I have red and blue on my Game Boy uh, DS already too. So right, and I have them on the 3DS as well. Oh, the three yeah the 3DS that's what I meant. I'm trying to look at these games that are on for the Game Boy. <laughs> I can't really see yeah. That's why I don't think things. this is as big of a deal as people are making it out to be because it's like you're getting the Game Boy lineup. You're not getting GBA where most people more I feel. Like, that's when you were getting really big games was on the GBA. Let's see what we got for GBA. I'm going to pull it up. Like Mega Man, Battle Network, you got Fire Emblem get your, get, your get your Mega Man out of here. Oh, we got we got Legend of Zelda and the Minish Cap that, that was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have the Mario Kart games, Metroid. Okay, this is all coming back to me now. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> we got, oh, Sonic Advance. I remember that game. That was fun. Um, we have like Castlevania, Donkey Kong Country's back. Dude, what do you know about the legacy of Goku Two on Game Boy oh. Advance? Yes. What a classic! What a classic! Dragon Ball Advent- Advanced Adventure. That was the first one, and then there was the second one. Man, I'm watching Dragon Ball Z right now. Like I'm rewatching it right now. Not like as we're talking, but like just no, in general. I got you. Where Where are you at? Uh, we're on Namek. We're working up to fight in Frieza. The Ginyu Force just showed up. Now the real question is: Did you start with Dragon Ball? Because you should. I did not. Oh, you're I such a loser. With Dragon Ball. Oh my god, it, I it's can't not, stand you. It's because I, I wanted. I was specifically looking for like that whole. I've been like dying to rewatch the whole like, um, what is it? The Frieza like android and majin Buu arc again like i just been wanting to watch that so i just started with that okay um it's not like i'm doing i'm like oh i'm gonna watch all of it it's like i really just wanted to see this line of events because like i can't remember what happened and i want to well that's like pretty much the entirety of dbz is is those three (laughs) well yeah it is it's it is those three i guess i just i wanted to i've been dying to watch them again and i finally got the ability to like have access to them so i just started with the ones that i wanted to watch because like if i was if i was watching the original i'd be like oh when am i gonna get to go over to no that's not what you would say you know what you would say if you were watching dragon ball i'd be like man there's a lot of weird nudity parts and cursing in this show that i did not realize as a kid well yes you'd say that you'd say that too but you'd also say wow this is the best version of dragon ball hands down that's what you'd also be saying is that true Hundred percent. I love Dragon Ball. Well, I'll watch it after I'm done watching this. It's like was like 150 episodes or something like that, and it's like everybody's power. There's no power level creep yet. Like Krillin and Yamcha and Tien are humans, and they're still viable, where they're just useless later on in the show. So like every character, because Goku is young and inexperienced, like every character has a chance. You know, like the tournament are oh dude, the tournament arcs in Dragon Ball are like literally some of the greatest anime I've ever watched. They're so good. 
I don't think I've ever finished Dragon Ball now that I think about it. Oh, dude, you, you are missing out, Joe. I will have to go back and watch it. You know what you won't be missing, though? The upcoming lineup of games coming out this fall. Yeah, some of these highly anticipated fall releases in the, the video game world. So, uh, luckily, we found this article on Polygon talking about the, by Alan Wayne, the most, 26 most anticipated games coming this fall. So, we're just going to, you know, lightning speed through it. Um, any games that stick out to us, maybe we'll go further on. But uh, we are almost in fall. Joe is saying September is fall when I'm going off the calendar that we are technically not in fall yet. Um, but whatever you want to believe, we're either in fall or just about to be in fall. So let's get excited for these lineups, Joe. Let's get excited. So some of these games have already come out because it, this apparently this article says fall is the beginning of September as well. So we have what do we, we have Sonic Colors coming in at number one. Well, I don't uh, it's not Sonic Colors it's not Ultimate. ranked. It's not ranked at number one. It's it's the first one to show because it's September seventh. It's in yeah. it's in date order. It's in release date order, so it's coming in at number one because it already came out. <laughs> it came out on the seventh. Um, yeah. I I didn't even know this game was coming, so I've got nothing to say about it. Um, Joseph, you have anything to think about Sonic Color Ultimate? No, I haven't. I have not played it yet. I will probably wait until there's like a like the Black Friday deal or something to to pick it up like half off or something. Yeah, cool. All right, and then there's another game that's got that's already come out again. It came out. Oh no, it comes out tomorrow. Well, it's called, as of as of release, it's out. As of as of this episode being uploaded, Joe, it's out. It, it's out. Sorry. Don't Remember, wanna, you're in you're in the future right now. I'm in the future. The Artful Escape. It looks really cool. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, they they refer to it as a trippy space rock opera from Beethoven and Dinosaur. I don't know what that means, but um, I'm out. I'm out. You're out. I'm out. It's a narrative based platformer. Um, I might look into it. It looks pretty interesting. Joe Brown's out. Uh, we got your uh, cool. Japanese uh, role-playing game uh, called Tales of Arise, Tales yep. of Aris, and that's a big well. That so that's a big release. That's a big series. It's a big JRPG series, like the Tales of series. If you've ever heard of it, Joe, it's always something else. And apparently, it's the like twenty fifth. Last year was the twenty fifth anniversary of the Tales of series, so this is like a big deal. I don't know. I'm not playing. I haven't played any of the other ones, but that Never comes out the September tenth. I'm out for that one. Sorry, Joe Brown. That's fine. I'm out. Uh, then we got WarriorWare. Get it together. This is a game I'm looking forward to. This looks fun. I love the WarriorWare games, so this game looks very, very cool. Um, this game is supposed to come out also on September 10th. Um, and if you guys don't know what the WarriorWare games are, you should look them up because they're very hard to describe uh, because of how wacky and goofy they are. It's just a bunch of mini games that you play with Wario and his friends. Um, and Mario or Luigi aren't in it, so don't even bother asking about that. So, there's that. Wah. Joseph. Wah. Up next is Death Loop, which we talked about on the podcast before, and Joe is very excited for. That comes out September 14th, 14th which is creeping up on us, Joe. You got to get ready. I'm ready. I'm I'd ready. A, I'd also quickly want to mention that uh, Life is Strange True Colors also comes out uh, this week as of recording it, or as of as of upload, it is out. 
so I don't know why that's not on this oh, list. Oh, that's funny. That's not on this list. Must not be that anticipated. Anyway, moving <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> that was hurtful, Joe. <laughs> I know it's your favorite franchise. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Kenna Bridge of Spirits was that Sony game that showed off that was supposed to be on launch but got delayed or in the launch window i should say uh i'm very excited for this game it comes out september 21st once joe saw a photo of it and he remembered who it was like the animation looks amazing and i believe it's only 40 dollars. it's not like the full 60 or 70 so it's actually going to be a little cheaper which i appreciate yeah that sounds cool sounds like an interesting game to look into uh we got another game that's coming out um on the 23rd called sable Sable? I think Sable. Sable? Um, think Breath of the Wild, but with no combat and an open world of vast desert that you can traverse via a hover bike while exploring the ruins of an ancient alien civilization. Now, if that doesn't sound interesting, you can get right out of this podcast because that <laughs> sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I was going to be like, not interested, and then I read that and I said, oh, whoa, um, hold on a minute. <laughs> that seems that does sound pretty cool. It sounds pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> so take a take a take a look at that game. It's coming out later this month on the twenty third. Um, both pretty much only for PC, Xbox, PC and Xbox. That's all we're getting it on. It's not coming to Switch or PlayStation. Um. This is, is another game? Uh, Lost Judgment? Oh, it's part of the Yakuza series. That's why it looks so familiar. Um, yeah, it looks like this is a... Uh, <laughs> let me... Sorry, I don't know. I, I know it, about the It's Yakuza. hard for you to talk and read at the same time, Joe. And yeah. I, I understand. <laughs> Following the sense of the spinoff of the saga Yakuza series, from pure gangster brawler to gripping legal drama... A uh, lawyer turned detective, I'm not even going to try to say that, returns with a sequel in the sequel Lost Judgment with a case that takes him to the same part of Yokohama um, seen in the Yakuza like a dragon and requires go, um, going undercover in a high school. Oh, nice. Fun, but these boys look too old. So good luck, boys. Good yeah, luck. we're like a 1980s comedy film, you know, or like yeah, 21 Jump Street also. Pretty much, yeah, just no, like that. Okay. All right, uh, that's uh, that one. That, that one's coming out the twenty fourth. Sorry, yeah. You Up got next it. is you New World. It. It's difficult not to ignore the colonial connotations, although New World isn't a historical game, but rather an open world fantasy MMO where players find themselves shipwrecked on the supernatural island of Eternum. I'm out. Um, yeah, I'm already out. MMO, get me out of there. Good luck to Don't. you, though. Good luck good, to you all good. on September twenty eighth. Good luck with meaty combat that's more Dark Souls than World of Warcraft. There are all kinds of ways to make a name for yourself. We're out of here. So <laughs> Onto a real drills. game next. Onto a real game. Um, Super Monkey Ball. Banana Mania. Yes. Um, we're getting the 20, 20th anniversary of the Super Monkey Ball um, series. So we're going to be playing this new game. Is it a... Rose up with the original classics into a definitive master's remaster remaster edition using real physics. Okay, all right. Here's an important no. Here's an important conversation we have to have, Joe, because I found out that the new Super Monkey Ball game, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, will not have a live system. 
Now, I don't know if you played Super Monkey Wait, Ball. what? Yeah. You're not going to have a live, so you can just keep falling off? <laughs> That's what they said, yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> I oh saw that, and I was like, man, they really are, you know, making so every game easy. We're getting Super Monkey Ball, Super Monkey Ball 2, and Super Monkey Ball Deluxe. Banana Mania. So it's a there is an addition there is a new game in there. Yes. Well. Um That comes out October fifth on everything under the sun. Everything. Everything you could possibly imagine. Um what we got next, Joe Brown? What's this next? We have Jet the Far Shore. Sword and Sorcery developer Super Brothers returns after a or returns a decade later with Jet the Far Shore, a cinematic interstellar epic about exploring a new ocean planet in hope of securing a future for your people. Compared to most games about space exploration, this is about space. I thought it was about the ocean because it's says short. Uh, Compared to most games about space exploration, this is decidedly less about combat or pillaging resources, but rather about laid-back exploration. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Coming October mm. 5th on PC, PS4, and PS5. Uh, then we got Far Cry 6. We're not even going to talk about this one at all because I'm excited about it, and we'll talk about it when it comes out after I play it. You know what it is. You know how we do here. Far Cry 6, we can't wait for it. Well, I can't wait for it. Joe Brown probably just like, eh, whatever. But I'm excited. You get a backpack that shoots bombs out of it? I'm for this. You get a little chorizo dog that his name, his name is chorizo. He's a little wiener dog who ain't got no legs, but he has a wheelchair? I'm for this. <laughs> I'm in this, man. You got a you got a gun that shoots CDs that only has Ricky Martin in it? I'm for it. I'm for it. Wow. It's coming out the 7th. It's coming out the 7th on what is Luna? <laughs> Uh, that's another. Really? That's another one of those uh, cloud things. I think if I'm okay. misremembering, which I well, it's be. coming out for everything, including like, literally in Stadia. And Stadia. Uh, All right, Joe, uh, wow, Joe! Imagine caring about a game coming out on October seventh when there's a game out on October eighth coming out called Metroid Dread, celebrating the, the series' thirty fifth anniversary. Metroid Dread is the first side scrolling Metroid title in nineteen years. It picks up where Metroid Fusion left off in what is also the long-awaited conclusion of the mainline Metroid arc involving bounty hunter Samus Aran and the titular Parasites. It's also perhaps going to be, or going back to its original alien inspirations by injecting elements of stealth and horror. Besides combat and exploration, you'll find yourself being pursued by seemingly indestructible Emmy robots who can instantly kill Samus if they catch her. I, I, I could not care less about Far Cry 6 because on October 8th, we're getting Metroid Dread, baby! Baby, here we go. Okay, then we got Back for Blood. That's coming out October 12th, which will be exciting to try full game and not just a part part of the game. Yeah, like you played we, the beta. That I played in August. Um, but I'm excited to see where that one goes. Literally like a Left, like a left for Dead game, but with different um, special infected now. It seems, like, it seems like a good time. I'm excited for it. Excited to get back out there. Um, that's coming out October 12th for literally everything. Um, apparently if you pre-order the Deluxe or Unlimited Editions, oh. you're granted early access to October 8th. Um, that's pretty good. Is, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, and Joe Brown both really don't care about this next one, yep. but just because we know people do care. Uh, Battlefield 2042 is coming out. It's another game where you, you're a soldier and you go and Pew 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 pew, saving the world as you do. 
story. In 20, oh, my in friend 2042. died. 2042. Um, set in a high, set in a grim, high-tech future, devastated by climate change. Who would have thunk? Where many soldiers are climate refuge, known as no paths. Uh, first-person shooter, Battlefield 22, surprisingly wants to steer clear of political statements. Oh, okay. Um, but as a single, and it, oh, a single-player campaign is absent, so there is uh, no single-player campaign. I'm out. I'm out. Anywho, Proud. let's Proud. move on. October 22nd. Goodbye, 2042. I hope in a, whatever. On to a real game, Joe. Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy, which we saw at E3. There was like a 20-minute thing in the Square Enix presentation on it. I cannot wait for this game. Hopefully, I'll be done with Metroid Dread by October 26th so that I can play Guardians of the Galaxy. You and I are definitely going to be playing this one. We are very excited about it. We here at the Joe Factory are excited about it. Up next is... Um, Solar Ash. Sorry, go for it. Solar Ash, Heart Machine developed developer of adventure platformer Solar Ash has moved from the hardcore top-down 2D Zelda-like action of its 2016 debut Hyperlight Drifter okay, that's a big game okay, it was a good game to a full 3D game that has both the open traversal of publisher Annapurna Interact Annapurna's behind this too the Pathless as well as huge monolithic boss encounters that conjure memories of Shadow of the Colossus damn, this article is just throwing words onto Solar Ash I feel bad if it can't if it can't hold hold up to it can't hold up can't hold up um so the next game dang. from the hyperlife drifter people that is, game is coming is out solar ash solar ash on the 26th for playstation playstation uh for playstation 4 and uh playstation 5 and pc man work a full-time job and come over to do this your brain don't work crap you know what we All are right. going to be playing joe no, you're going to be playing this game. No, I'm not. You, I am buying your copy of this game. We are playing oh, okay. it together, okay? Okay. Okay, we are playing Riders Republic from Ubisoft. Build as an extreme sports MMO. Riders Republic takes the extreme winter sports of Ubisoft's Annecy's oh Steep, if you remember Steep from a couple years ago, and applies yes. them to a greater variety of activities set in a massive and diverse open world made up of a number of real-life national parks in the U.S. meshed together. Up to 50 players can compete with each other in mountain biking, skiing, snowboarding, wingsuit flying, and rocket wingsuiting. Joe, we can rocket swingsuit together. With the freedom to switch between activities at will. Or just hang out in a big social hub showing off their looks with a variety of outfits and cosmetics. I am so down on October 28th. Okay, you you can be so down for October 28th. But we can also get down even more on October 29th Ooh. for the Mario Party Superstars. A Mario Party title may... Uh, may have you assume that Nintendo is lacking in the big releases fall, but um, tell that to the 28. What is this? What is this blurb that they're giving me? <laughs> this is the worst. Essentially, this game is just all these different mini games to be. It's a best all the of Mario Party. The best of. So I guess we're not really going to be hitting it up because it's only the best of. But what is the older... so? What's nice about it? They did show this at Nintendo Treehouse during E3. They had they had like people playing it. Is it's what I don't know, was it from five? It's either four or five different Mario Party games. All these board games are coming from, and it's online. Which remember, yeah. like Super Mario Party on the Switch at first, like the online was garbage and it only worked on like five board things. And then like two years later, then they put online into Super Mario Party. So now Mario Party Superstars is getting the online from the jump, which is 
probably going to be a really big boost to it because that was a big downfall from Super Mario Party was like it was just that online was either non-existent or when it was there it was it made the game unplayable unplayable um so Joe you remember that um remember when Call of Duty made a World War 2 game uh-huh which time yeah uh this this new time that's coming out in November 5th Oh, it's okay. not called Call of Duty World at War. It's not called Call of Duty Bananas. It's not called Call of Duty 562. <laughs> it's not Call this of Duty Banana Mania? It's not Call of Duty Banana Mania. This one's called Call of Duty Vanguard. After taking the series back to the Second World War, again, uh, Sledgehammer Games is staying in that air for a blockbuster first-person shooter, Call of Duty Vanguard, with a, mult, uh, with a multi-protagonist can you, me, can you do me a favor, Joe, and say the D in Vanguard? You're actually tilting me. Uh, Vanguard. Thank you. Vanguard. Um, <laughs> with a multi-protagonist campaign that takes a leaf from the Battlefield 5. Oh, so we're just stealing from other war games. Cool. That's a first. Um, by showing the conflict from a number of uh, diverse fronts that are connected by the order. Okay. Listen, what do you call it? We don't have to We're not going to play this. Like, it's, it is what it is. It's Call of Duty. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you, or I'm sad for you, whatever. Go for it, Activision. You can take it away. Yeah. That's November 5th, which is a pretty good window because they're going to have about a month of sales on that before a bigger game we're going to talk about. Uh, Forza Horizon 4, or Forza, if someone punches me through my screen for not saying it uh, that way. Uh, which actually did look pretty cool at E3, if you remember, Joe. Uh, it's a new console generation. Hasn't really begun without a shiny new racing game to show off the stunning tech. That is true. For the Xbox Series X, this comes courtesy of Player on Games with Open World Racer Forza Horizon 5, which takes the series to the huge and diverse geography of Mexico. That's right. I remember that. It did look pretty cool. Uh, with breathtaking locations that span beaches, historic cities, canyons, deserts, jungles, and snow-capped volcano. Variety is the spice of life with hundreds of cars intact. Seasons first introduced in Forza Horizon 4 also make a return, yada, yada, yada. It's a racing game that shows off how powerful the consoles are. It's coming out November 9th on PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. With pre with early access getting it November 5th. What, what? Forza? More like Farza, am I right? Got him. Um, got him. Uh, do we really have to talk about Where, this? Grant has... We're not talking about it. It's GTA <laughs> Five is not a new game on a, on PS Five and Xbox Series yeah. X. That shouldn't be on the, the fact that GTA Five is on this list and Life is Strange True Colors is not is embarrassing. Anyway, on to the next game, <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei Five, the long-awaited game coming out on the Switch. One of the first games ever announced for the Switch, by the way. Did you know that, Joe? In that original, remember that original January press conference? They showed off the Switch. This was one of the first games. That they ever announced. And it's coming out here like what? Four and a half years into the Switch's life. Um, but so Shimigami Tensei. That's like Atlas. That's like the Persona people. I have a lot of friends who play a lot of Persona games. I've played four and five. They're very excited about Shimigami Tensei 5. Uh, I'm happy for them. They can play it finally on November 12th. November 12th. What else we got? We got... We got a big one. We're gonna we're gonna talk more about this later, so we're just gonna just glance over it. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl coming out in November, November nineteenth. We're excited. We're gonna play it. I don't know which one I'm getting yet. Joe Brand hasn't told me which one he's getting yet, but we're gonna figure it out. Later. I'm getting I'm getting Pearl. I am a I'm a Palkia loyalist through and through. All right. 
All right, Diamond, it is for Joe Perrin. Here we go. Next up is Final Fantasy fourteen Online Endwalker. I, what, isn't this game already out? No, it's I'm a new expansion. You know how World of Warcraft has expansions? It's a new expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen. Gotcha, okay. It, it's... Uh, it's actually funny because there's a there's actually a big crossover in the Pokemon community that also plays FF14, and with early access, the Endwalker expansion comes out on November 19th as well. So there's a big like poke a portion of the Pokemon community that like has no idea what to do on November 19th. Like, do they play Pokemon or do they play Final Fantasy 14? It's, it's actually pretty funny. There you go. Which one are we playing? What are we doing? Oh, I'm playing Pokemon. Uh, you know, I'm uh, come on, Joe. Uh, Pokemon. And last on the list, it would not be an anticipated video game list if this game was not on it. We got Halo Infinite coming out on December 8th. Mm-hmm. I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm pumped to get back into the um, get into that big green boy of mine, Master Chief. See what he's doing. See what he's up to. Um They've been they've been doing the flights. They call them flights for like their online multiplayer, um, like what is it? Online multiplayer like demos and stuff. They've mm-hmm. been doing them for like weekends at a time. My friends have been playing them, and I've been watching them playing. It looks pretty fun. Uh, I signed up to hopefully be on the next one, so we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, this game comes out in December, December eighth. Now, PC, do you Xbox think one, Xbox Series X? Do what? you think December eighth is a little late for a Halo game. Uh, no. I don't. Because you're missing out on all of November sales that Call of Duty is getting, and you're missing out on Black Friday, which is, I, I know, it, it would be a lot of times you don't have big sales because it just came out, but whatever. It would be at least some type of sale of, of a Black Friday, Friday deal that people are going to be buying Call of Duty. I feel like December 8th is kind of missing the boat a little bit. Nah, I think they'll be fine. I think the hype will be real. I think pre-orders will be available those times, maybe at a at a deal. But I think the hype is real. I don't. I don't think it's late. People are gonna buy this game. People are gonna get it. People gonna get it. Joseph. The top comment is someone complaining about how is GTA Five one of the most anticipated games <laughs> should be on this list. Thank you, random commenter. Uh, all right, so so Joe, out of all of these games we just ran through, what is your most anticipated fall release video game? Um, my most anticipated one it'll probably be Far Cry Six. Mm. I think I'm I think I'm excited for that one, but Deathloop is a close and close one, but it's coming out next week, so I can't be that more anticipated for it because I'm gonna get to play it soon. So bada bing bada boom, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna play it. And I'm gonna let you know what, how it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, like, scrolling through. I'm sure you can hear me scrolling, but... I hear you scrolling. Like, Pokemon doesn't count, obviously, so besides Pokemon, I would say it's Metroid Dread is my most anticipated... I was going to say, why are we even talking about this? We know that's your most But, hold on, but hold on. If we're not talking Nintendo, because there was, like, a bunch of games on this list, it would be Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is my my most anticipated non-Nintendo game of the fall. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I like it. All right, so I've had an enjoyable experience with you, Joe. I want to thank you for your time, and I would like you to take us out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Cup of Joes. I've been your host, Joe Parian, accompanied to me by my best friend, Joseph Brown. Um, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time on the next episode of Cup of Joes. <laughs> we'll see you in World War II again. There you go, again. <laughs> <laughs>